nothing more. <laughs> Ma. Uh, whatever the fuck Sharpe Evans did it's that exactly one. That. Is that actually, it's exactly that, was, yeah? Was, is there more than two brews? I'm sure she, I think it's just the two. And then she does like the mat and then I'm sure she does something else after it as well. Is she? I think so, yeah. Fucking bitch. I hate her. Famous to high school music. I hate her. No, you don't. I do. You just, you're just being gaslit by Disney I Channel to hate her. I In hate reality, Sharpe does nothing wrong. Sharpe. Ever. <laughs> no, never. So when she's in 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 that that what is she called Vanessa Huggins when she's in her face and she's like nah and she slams her into a locker because she's just so startling as a she's human. She's just kind of weird. She's just a weird theatre kid. Can't relate to that. Her D- Sharpay Evans and Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid never done a single thing wrong, but everyone hates them. Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind, an unofficial and unprofessional rewatch podcast where I, Tyrese, and my friend Katie. Hello. Watch and discuss episodes of Doctor Who, starting with the revival in 2005. Once we complete that, we'll backtrack to the 60s and talk about classic Who. In between seasons, we'll discuss extended media, things like books, games, and big Finnish audio adventures. Katie, I want to correct something I said in last week's uh, episode, by the way. Yeah. I'm just going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on about the Gelf saying they're the last of their kind for... Like, by, by take, taking the idea that they are the last of their kind from the Doctor telepathically. Yeah. And instead I said, oh, no, I think that happens in Midnight. I'm wrong. It's cold-blooded and hungry Earth. The Silurian they capture. And she's like, yeah. I am the last of my species. It's, then, a th- it's, a, it's a trick that we play with the Doctor, though. Yeah. Generally. But I just wanted to, to, to clear my good name. How about your bad name? You want to talk about it? Sorry. You done dancing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Aliens of London. Yeah, this one, this week. It's an episode. Yep, it happened. And we watched it. And it was on. It was, I was going to say the same thing next. I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't say this. So immediately, what do you think? Immediate thoughts. Yeah, immediate thoughts. Uh, not as good as I remember. Yeah, I can agree with that one. Uh, it, it seems that it's just not, it's, it's more talky than I remember it being. Which I think might have been the because I know that it's a two part so it's build yeah, you, up you have to execution yeah the second part I guess part one is build up part two is is just the, the the proverbial shit hitting the fan and that's what we get afterwards which is that's fine but that's gonna be next week which means this yeah. week is the build up one this episode the two of them feel like watching them back to back gives the best experience yeah like a little but, movie yeah like a little tiny movie thing because when you watch it like that it's probably paced better. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. But we're not doing that. No. So, and I'm going to hold it against the episode because that's not my fault. It would have I made a mistake, so. Well, it would have. Fuck this. It would have aired two weeks apart. That's not true, a week yeah. apart. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. But it does. Cause it changes everything for me. But it just seemed a lot more talky. Uh, and I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did last week's episode. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even like consider that. it to be like that bad or that awful. It's just It's still enjoyable. Yeah. It just it just kind of feels like it takes its time. It does, which is fine. I, I want an episode to do that. I don't want it to, to rush things. Yeah. I just kind of wish there was a little more in here than there is in terms of execution of its ideas. I was going to say, I probably have the least notes on this episode. I didn't think I was getting many notes down. No, me there was neither. a lot where I was like, I'm just sort of sitting through talking. But... Like last week, for instance, yeah, I was furiously typing. This week, barely even angry. I was uh, too busy eating within the last five minutes, the first five minutes of last week's episode, so I didn't get any notes of the first five minutes of Unquiet Dead, and I, I was just hoping but that you would boy, carry. We sure but made you up for it. carried us through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Katie. Yeah. What happened in this episode? Shut the fuck up! I'll tell you. <laughs> 
If you didn't watch it, Aliens of London is episode four of Doctor Who aired uh, the 16th of April 2005 to uh, 7.63 million viewers. This episode, uh, much like Rose, directed by Keith Bork and written by Russell T. Davies. Here is a plot synopsis that I never wrote and cannot take credit for. This is Audible. Rose and the Doctor return for a visit with Jackie. Rose thinks that she has only been gone for 12 hours. Rose tells a shocked Jackie that she's just been staying with a friend as the Doctor bursts in and tells her she's been gone for 12 months, not 12 hours. The police question the Doctor, believing him to have kidnapped Rose. They don't believe Rose's story about travelling as her passport is still at home and the age difference between them leads the detective to question if the companion relationship is sexual. Jackie questions the title Doctor, telling him to stitch this mate and then slapping him. The Doctor and Rose chat outside. The Doctor reveals he's never been slapped by anyone's mother in 900 years. Rose has seen so much and she can't even tell anyone about it, right as a huge alien spaceship flies overhead, crashes through Big Ben and lands in the River Thames. As the roads are blocked off and the Doctor doesn't want to bring the TARDIS to the public's attention, Rose suggests watching the news on TV. Back at the Tylers, a large group are gathered to see General Asketh, played by Rupert Vansittart, I'm not even going to cut that, that's how I'm saying it, entering the hospital that holds the alien found in the wreckage. Many important figures gather at Downing Street, including Joseph Green, David Verry, the new acting Prime Minister. While Dr Sato, Naoko Mori, performs the alien autopsy, Harriet Jones, MP for Flydale North, Penelope Wilton, attempts to make a move on the new Prime Minister, but is swept aside in favour of his meeting with Margaret Blaine, Annette Badland, where he is given the emergency protocols. Her surname is Badland. Yeah, That's metal as fuck. That's so metal. The Doctor leaves the party, claiming it's too human for him inside. He gives Rose a TARDIS key and promises that he won't leave and he won't interfere. On his way back to the TARDIS, the Doctor is spotted by Mickey, who chases him. At the hospital, the Doctor walks into a room full of soldiers. Before they can react, there's a scream from outside, and he leads the soldiers to find Dr. Sato with the dead alien who is actually alive and running around the hospital. The alien in question is a pig running around on two legs in a spacesuit. When it sees the soldiers, it runs away in fear. The Doctor, recognising this, tries to catch it, but it is gunned down. Back at Downing Street, Harriet Jones sneaks inside the cabinet room but is forced to hide when General Asketh, Margaret Blaine and Joseph Green enter. Harriet Jones watches in horror as Asketh, Blaine and another, Oliver Charles, Eric Potts, murder General Asketh. The Doctor and Dr Sato examine the body and the Doctor finds that the pig is a regular earth pig. It had its brain rewired and was put in the ship to orchestrate a fake crash. Mickey arrives at Rose's flat and reveals that Jackie believed he'd murdered Rose. The Doctor returns and the three of them enter the TARDIS, but Jackie leaves in shock and calls a number to report an alien sighting. When she mentions the TARDIS, an alarm blares. Green, Blaine and Asketh receive a code 9. The Doctor has been located. In the TARDIS, the Doctor finds that experts and specialists on aliens are being brought in and realises these people belong to UNIT. He fills Rose in on the organisation and Mickey confirms that the Doctor has worked with them before. Having spent the past year researching the Doctor's past, Rose suggests going to UNIT for help, but the Doctor refuses. The Doctor decides they need to check out the crashed spaceship up close, however when the gang step out of the TARDIS they are surrounded. Mickey runs away and the Doctor and Rose are taken in. They are taken to Downing Street where the Doctor is brought in to meet with the other experts and Rose teams up with Harriet Jones. The experts are gathered with Green and Asketh. Harriet takes Rose to the cabinet room and tells her Green and Blaine are aliens in skin suits who killed Asketh. Suddenly the two find the body of the Prime Minister hidden in the cupboard. The Doctor interrupts Asketh and wonders why the crash was faked, as all it has done is caused panic and caused Earth's alien experts to gather in one place. However, as quickly as he says it, the Doctor realises why. It was a trap. A police officer arrives at the Tyler's flat and begins to unzip his forehead. Margaret Blaine catches Rose and Harriet and begins to unzip, and downstairs Asketh does too. He thanks the experts for wearing the ID cards and activates a device which begins to electrocute the experts. 
the aliens named themselves the Slovene. So for about uh, 90 minutes it is taken to get that intro done. Yep. That's not an exaggeration. There was a food break. Uh, I hate everything. Within the first minute of this episode, and I mean that almost literally, I wasn't timing it, but it's very close to within the first minute, Shireen is Shireen. mentioned. I'll just tell her I was staying at Shireen's. Yep. And I I was paying good good big attention to this episode, trying to look in the background of every shot to in the apartment to find a possible Shireen, and I could not find one. No. Because the thing is, I feel like she's a character where if she did just show up in the background, someone would mention it's Shireen. Do you, though? I think so. I think Rose would say hello to her. I mean, I think she'd have to, otherwise she'd just be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she right. was there watching the whole thing the whole time, and she just completely ignored her best mate. She's like, all right, well, I didn't need you anywhere. I've got aliens now. I've got aliens. I've got box machines. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crying that makes you swallow, swallow the bottom lip. It's the best kind. It's the best kind of crying. It's been... 12 months. Yes, since Rose was last around. Rose Tyler, missing. She comes in to the house as well, and she just says, Hiya. Yes, I just been? just been around Shireen's. Like, imagine, obviously we know, we know as an audience member, that actually she's been with the Doctor and it's been fine, and, you know, she's only been gone for a little bit in her mind, but... Imagine if she actually had been gone a year and she just rocked back up at Jackie's and she was like, oh yeah. I've been in space. Sorry, I can't go up in space. Like, with with this, and I, I do love that it, it's been like 12 months, it's a good it's a good way to go, like, here's how often the Doctor fucks up because it's regular. The oh, doc- yeah. The Doctor never ends up where he wants to be. And he always, like, I mean, in the first, what is it, last episode, he, yeah. he, he aimed for one year and hit the wrong well, one. he aimed for wrong year. Wrong year? He aimed for one year and got the wrong year and then he aimed for one place and also got the wrong place. Oh, yeah, he did get the wrong, I forgot about getting the wrong yeah, place Yeah, they were supposed time. to go to Naples and he's like, oopsie-daisy, Wales. <laughs> Well, we all end up when we aim for Naples. But in this scene, when Jackie shows up, same robe. Yeah. New Year, same robe. <laughs> same Jackie. Never change. Never change. Love it. That was for Jackie. A kiss. Not like a proper kiss, but like a, like a cheek kiss, like cheeky peck. A respectful Mi- kiss. Yeah, like Miss You, hun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I I would love to just grab a pint with Camille Kajiri. You I know? would. I've got to imagine that. I would. She in my in my mind, she is the queen of Doctor Who. At the pub. With guest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> at the pub with Camille Kaj- with Jackie Tyler give me our location let's just bleep it people show up at the that was our local pub that I just had to bleep just in case yeah just in case implying that everyone who isn't listening to this are not people who we also regularly go to the pub six with. people that we know yeah I'm going to assume that no we don't have an audience yet so it's you don't right. <sighs> if ever It'll be horrible because the none of these have aired yet. Not one no. not one episode of this has aired yet. We're getting ahead of the recording because we're really professional. It would be horrible if there wasn't a media audience and we spend four episodes talking about <laughs> oh no one's gonna <laughs> about, wanna yeah, No one's gonna wanna watch this. <laughs> no one's gonna wanna hear us talk about this. When the doctor realizes that Rose is missing, that it's been here, he sees the missing poster. Yeah. There is I've no other name for this, and it's only in I think it's only really in this season it might show up once every now and then afterwards. That I'm calling the season one hum. And I think you know the sound that I'm talking about. It's like a sound that happens in the music. It's like an eerie little synthy hum the thing that happens. The little stinger. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I know the one. But it feels like a very season one yeah. contained thing. And I, I like that sound. I, I think it's really, it's, it's, there's something sci-fi about that sound. That it, and that yeah. sound does go away. 
but there's something very science fiction like something is amiss and then and then you hear that sound and you're like something is definitely amiss and then the doctor does a run and you're like oh everything's oh, amiss it's just gone wrong hasn't it and then they both go up the swan and stairs the one that he swanned off in the first time we saw him he comes in he busts he busts in the door where like you know obviously jackie is distraught rose is confused and he goes yeah you've been gone a whole year sorry and then just does this massive beaming smile that he just does a lot and i like it he's got a good smile Eccleston, Eccleston's got a teeth, sir. He does it. What, what, was there another point in this episode where he did do a big smile? Oh, he's beaming pretty much the whole time because he's just like, look, a thing that I didn't know about was happening. Yeah. and he's just excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 something that he does quite often is just smile. But it's it's like it's almost like a nervous smile. Like he shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, but he is, and he knows that he's doing it's it. It's like it's like the smile that follows bad news. Like yeah. he'll tell you something that's like not so great, and then he'll be like, ooh, smile, because then it's not so bad. Smile, because what else can I do? Yeah. The picture that's on the missing posters of Rose yes. is hanging up in the Tyler's living room. Oh, yeah, well, she's, not, she's got like, yeah, the, shor- really the, like the shoulder and note. stuff. I just noticed it, and I've not noticed it before, so... You said before this that you do have some information. I do. Based on the missing poster for yes. Rose Tyler. Do you want to know what it says? First of no. all... No. Okay, that's fine. What are we going to do now, then? Just cut this uh, bit, I guess. N- yeah. Yeah. The, it's a picture of Billy Piper. It's not a picture of Rose. Of course. Which, like... Of course. Now I've seen it, I'm like, oh, yeah. But uh, the post says, Rose Tyler has been missing from her home on the Powell Estate since the 6th of March, 2005. Rose is described as 19 years old, 5 feet 4 inches in height, slim build with shoulder length blonde hair. Anyone with information regarding Rose should contact 207-946-000, which is probably just numbers. I don't think it's like an active number. Yeah, yeah, I I, I doubt it. And it's not even one of those, you know, sometimes when they put, um, phone numbers and things and it's like an easter egg or if you call that line yeah like, like viral marketing yeah I don't think that was thing. the case because it's like literally just a quick flash of a poster so. yeah yeah not at all she went missing on my birthday oh yeah so on she my did sixth birthday Rose Tyler went missing what did you do <laughs> Billy Piper was your birthday present she, she, she's someone birthday someone pinched her for you for your I birthday what yeah I had when I was six I wonder if I wonder if that 2005 hmm. what would you what do you think that you would have oh, done oh something dumb probably Something really dumb. It, well, it's when you're young, so it was probably just like, you know, I had people round. Because it, it was your birthday. Yeah, my mum made a nice tea or something. It's odd that we, in the first episode of this, spent uh, a good amount of time Googling how tall Billy Piper was in comparison to me. Just for them to have This it poster revealed, outright yeah. just tells us that I am... It's because we needed to know the facts. And again, I still don't know my own specific height because I'm an idiot. No. But roughly, roughly a Billy Piper tall. A Billy Piper. I'm roughly one, approximately one Billy Piper tall. As a unit of measurement. Whenever I go to the doctors and I'm like, so how tall are you? And I'm like, oh, oh, one, one, one Billy Piper. One, Billy Piper, one yeah. Billy Piper. Did you say one Willy by mistake there? <laughs> no. Here's a question that I have. Yeah. How, what do people do with Rose's age after she's been gone a year? Do they think that she's 20 now? Is she just skip a year and she's still 19? It's has to wait. question, isn't it? And she has to wait till her next birthday to be considered 20? But like, well, that's the thing. For her, it really has only been a few days. So yeah. there's no point saying she's a year older because she just isn't. She's not a year wise, I'll tell you that much. No. She's crazy. If anything, she's a year dumber. Why? I don't know. I just feel what? like I feel like if that was me, if I was travelling about with the doctor and I saw all the stuff, I'd come back stupider somehow. You think that if you went away with a man who is almost science on legs, yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm so stupid now. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I would feel stupider. I would feel so inferior. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's that happens in this that episode. That happens to me with most people as well, though, so it's not even a great comparison. Well, you're welcome for that. I'm sorry that my brain's so big. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Ha ha. I don't know what that was. As the, the doctor runs off, is it as he runs off 
inside the house that we see the spray paint. The kid who's like, I'm going to write Bad Wolf on your toes. Oh. Um, I think it's as he runs in, the, like the camera comes up and the, and the kid walks over and starts. I think I want to say it's after this, but I might be wrong. It might be after he said it's been 12 months. Because then there's the opening title. It's another one of their cut outsides. So yeah. I think it is, yeah, after the, the credits, maybe. Whatever. I can't find it specifically, but, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think it it's now. There. I think it's now that Bad Wolf's prepared on the TARDIS, which, hey, Bad Wolf again, is it in every episode from, from now on? Not every one, I don't think, but I think it is in... Because I don't think there's anything in the next episode, but I suppose this one kind of counts for that. Yeah, because he, he makes the kid clean it. Yeah. So it will be in the next episode um, in I don't form. think there's anything in Father's Day. I can't remember if there's anything in Father's Day, Long Game. There is in Long Game, Is yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's another like very brief. It's not on screen. Though. Is it on one of the monitors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something is reporting from Bad Wolf TV. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, but I do remember I, that. I vaguely. believe Father's Day is the only episode that doesn't have it. Right. And well, I'm not going to go through the whole season. Doesn't matter. No. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Actually, yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know about Empty Child and Doctor Dancers. They didn't have Bad Wolves uh, back in the 1930s no. and 40s. Only Good Wolves. Only Good Boys. Oh, 14 out of 10, good boy. It's fine. Then the policeman comes in. A policeman does come in, and he's straight into, like, you you, you, um, you banging. Yeah, listen, you two. When you say companion, is that a banging is thing? Is it sexual? What? No. Would you like it to be? They both, like, share a look. Like, mm, uh, you. Oh, my God. What do you do if, like, one of them says no and one of them says yes? Well. Be brutal. You know, it's like it's like that thing. When it's like you... at the end of a dating show. Where they're like, do you want to see each other again? <laughs> I don't want to get in that box. Do you know when you make like a new friend or you first start seeing someone and you're too scared to say no to something and you, you're like, I, yeah, I will if you will. And you settle on the air. Well, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And that, that's what oh, this is. Like, they ask you a question. You're like, whatever you want. Yeah, so, so they're like, is this, a, is this a sexual thing? It's like, no. Do you want it to be? Mm, kind of. Maybe a little bit. Maybe in his next face, I'll do it. Yeah. That sounded way worse out loud than it did in my head. Ew. Oh. Maybe the slap that the doctor got should have been for you for that comment. I'd have enjoyed that. Jackie No! Oh, yeah. I didn't... No! <laughs> Oi! Inappropriate. It, extremely. If anyone I know is listening to this, I don't care. Jackie Tyler has a mean right hook. And the thing is that's funny is that it actually like doesn't even look like she hits him at all. I mean, of course she did. Lo- it looks like she... No, but I mean, like it looks... It doesn't even look like she was going to hit him. It looks like she completely oh, yeah. misses him. It's a big, like a big real back that yeah. doesn't quite go... I mean, we, we didn't watch the confidential for this. Oh, the last one. We haven't watched the confidentials in, no, a, minute, in a minute. But I do want to get back to doing that, yeah. by the way. I don't know if you do, but yeah, I do. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Because I would like to see whether the, the, this is an actual connection. I know that in some shows, some, some actors are just like, ah, oh, just hit me. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know if Eccleston is one of those kinds of actors. I can't imagine it would be a nice thing to be like, you can actually hurt me. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd probably just do a light slap, wouldn't you? If someone said yeah. actually slap me, you'd probably just still try and hold back a little bit. Jim Carrey did it in a Man on the Moon. He got slapped by, is it Jerry Lawler, the wrestler man? Is that his name? Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in Man on the Moon. I haven't seen like... it, so I don't know. But Jerry Lawler, yes, he is a wrestler. He slapped Andy Kaufman in like an interview once. And so when they did the, the biopic with Jim Carrey, Man on the Moon. Got a slap. He like open palm slaps Jim Carrey. And behind the scenes, Jim Carrey was like, oh, uh, you know, the director hasn't said anything. He's like, actually hit me like actually do it and the connection jim carrey like hits the ground and has to like scuttle away it, it looks so brutal a little pain curl 
properly. Like nice. it, it looks so brutal. And they, I'm pretty sure they used the take in the movie. But I don't think Camille Kajiri would do that to Christopher Eccleston. Wouldn't we look stupid if we watched the uh, Confidential and that's exactly what happened? And she actually reeled back and hit him. She was like, "Can I just drop kick him instead?" And they're like, "No, no, we think a slap will do." I, I don't see the point that in the in like the slap actually connecting because they're out of focus in the background and it's more focused on Rose. So imagine doing that and then being like, oh, we didn't really catch you getting hit and you just got sort of got hit for no reason. Yeah, sorry, never mind. Rose Rose likes it a little bit. Say again? Rose likes it a little bit. The sla- she pulls her face. She does a little like, I'm, I was gonna I was gonna just try and make the face, but then I realized this it's is an audio. An audio. Yeah. This is audible. <laughs> this is an audio production. Production's a, a word certainly you could use. <laughs> wow. Wow, good luck. It will be. This will have value soon. This is a production. We have values. Um, I think that I actually, like, real talk though, this probably sucked real bad for Jackie. Oh yeah, I, I don't think that during this little argument, she doesn't set one foot wrong. No. Her daughter disappeared for it's, a year one day. It's the part where she says to Rose when she's like sort of taking her off to one side and she's talking to her and she's like, the, the part that terrifies me is that you still can't tell me what happened. And obviously we know that that's because of aliens and stuff. Yeah, and but sci-fi. for Jackie, imagine that. You know, the whole like, you know, sort of whatever you can think of in your head is is worse than anything that anyone could tell you. Not to forget that the day that she disappeared was also the day that London was attacked by mannequins. Yeah, London gets attacked by mannequins and then Jackie gets a phone call, maybe what, like a, a day later or something from <laughs> Rose where she's like, oh, put a quid in the lottery syndicate. And then all of a sudden it's been a year. And But people were also dying. Like, Im- imagine looking on the lists of the dead to see if your daughter was one of them and you can't that's find horrible. her or her name anywhere. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> Why just say that? Well, I'm just thinking, like, you know. Thanks. You look down, you no Rose, but there's Clive. Oh. Sorry. I'm not sorry. The bit where she is hugging Rose and she's like, where were you? And she says it exactly like that. That I... I- <laughs> I just think that in general, people who can cry on command so good. It is like that's an insane talent. Yeah, I can't even cry when impressive. I can't even cry when legitimately sad things happen in front of me. I'm just like stone faced, apathetic, just like okay. So oh, when dude, someone I can cry cr- all the time, <laughs> I don't. I cry all the time. <laughs> trying, I'm crying right now. Try and stop me. Oh god, you are as well. I know. I hate this. Yeah, sorry, I'm not doing one of the like look swallowing kinds though. It's not yeah, a good no, cry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's not a good cry. It's not worth it. Why'd you bring it up then? Sorry. But wh- when, flex. whenever, wh- when when Camille Kajiri cries as Jackie, I cry. No, I don't. As we've seen today, I I didn't give a shit. When she cries, it's it's all in the expression. When Billy Piper cries, Billy Piper cries. Yeah. Oh like, wow. Jesus. She opens those floodgates. I imagine behind the scenes, she's just like, you need me to cry. And they turn around and all of a sudden her cheeks she's are like, red. Full tears. She's puffy eyed, nose running, everyone's like, well, it's been a second. And she's like, is it good enough? And you're like, whoa, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, right, action. And they just start shooting at Billy Piper. I used to, I used to always be able to make myself cry with a clip from Doctor Who, which we won't talk about now because it's in a couple of seasons. Is it a regeneration scene? No. It's not. No. I hope you realize I'm going to ask about this as soon I will, as we When it comes recording. up, I'll tell you what it is. But I want to keep you in the suspense for now. So I can't just cut this next bit and you tell me? Nah. Oh. Nah. Well, then I guess I'm going to leave that in. Yeah. The green screen when they are sat on the roof. Uh, uh, well, 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 here's my question. Okay. I was looking at the edges of these characters because that's what I do. Mm. I specifically look at the edges of people. I don't want to look at you, but damn, you got a foxy outline. You know what I mean? You know what I'm you ever see someone, you're like, mm, look at that outline. Like, I'm looking at the outline of them on the roof. And I couldn't tell whether it was a green screen or, like, you know, a tarp with the city printed on it. 
I think it's a green screen purely because of the spaceship. The shot of the... Yeah, like, I think it would have to be a green screen for that. But there's something about it, man. The 2005 of it all All just leaps. I've seen worse green screens more recently. Mm, Yeah, that bit in Black Widow. Please don't. Mm. Please don't. I mean, in all in all, just in the first Black Panther, some of the CGI towards the end. I mean, it's unfinished. We like when it came out. I don't. Yeah, know if the we PS2 knew. boss fight. Yeah, I don't know if we knew when it came out, but like a few weeks after all on release, we found out like it wasn't done in time. We just shipped it the way it was, and it's unforgiving. Just delay it like a week or That's as the long thing. as it takes. People don't delay movies like they delay games, do they? No, I wish they did because yeah, a delay. I'd a, be fine with that. A delay is never a bad thing unless it's. What if they delayed D- Doctor Who next year? Well, I don't that's even, not alright. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think. Of, no, that's not alright at all. In this scene, Rose also calls the Doctor gay. Yeah, she does. As a as an insult. Yeah, she as does. As to to say that he's being effeminate or a bit of a wuss. Because he can't take a slap. Yeah, yeah, because he can't take actual physical pain. Yeah. I guess if you if you can't take physical bloody Jackie Tyson comes out swinging then and he's Jackie like, oh, Tyson. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, if I came to your house and your mom just absolutely decked me in the face, you would bet that I would complain about it hurting. I mean, she will do that. You realize that she would. Like, she will. She will do that. She can and she will. I don't like the way you said that. There was excitement in those words. Yeah. No. This is also the scene where the Doctor's age is revealed to the audience. Yeah. I think I don't think we've heard we have not before this, right? No. Okay, good. The thing is though, so say here's a question. That if you haven't seen this show before, like if if you know, if you are watching it for the first time and he says that he's nine hundred years old, is this like I mean obviously it is a reveal, but do you believe that he's just like what? A man, I don't know how old Christopher Eccleston is, but like a, like a man that age, do you believe that he's a man that age? And then when they say 900, you're like, whoa, he's 900? Or do you think like, he's an alien, he's probably older anyway? Well, I mean, Jackie says earlier, like, what is he, 40, 50? Like, she says that. So, yeah, if, if being 900, I mean, Rose says that, she's like, that's one hell of an age gap. She does a little head, little, that is one hell, and she's like, does a little nod. He ages a lot over the course of like the next 17 I'd years say of television. It's, it's consistent generally from like error to error. But there is just jumps where it'll be like, the Doctor's 900, however, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm a thousand. Is this just because he's the ninth Doctor they went with 900? I don't know, but it's like it's like a good number, I think. For him. Because I'm sure yeah. later they give him a specific age and they say he's like 903. 911, I think Matt Smith says at one point. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things. I think um, at Lake Silencio he mentions being 911 or 900. No, it won't be 900. There's a lot of things that they do with numbers that like correspond and we'll get to those when we see those like later in the show. But there is a lot of things where a number will coincide with what like incarnation of the Doctor is and I never really love it. No. How long How long is a Gallifrey? Oh yeah, is he 900 year, Earth years or Gallifrey yeah, years? Yeah. Or dog years. Whoa. Doctor's a furry. Don't say that. This, so Rose go, is having a little monologue to herself. Yeah. Rose monologues and she says, I'm the only person on Earth who knows about any of this. I've seen it all. Yeah, I and can't then, tell anyone about it. And then an alien spaceship, just like comedic timing, is yeah. like, right, right on cue, I guys. wonder what the odds of that would be. Right on cue. Right on, I mean, it just like spins out of nowhere. The shadow goes over. And she looks annoyed that this is no longer her thing. Yeah. Yeah. She says, oh, that's just not fair. Is that what she actually says? Yeah. Have you got that list? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it flies over, they kind of like duck under it, and then she stands up and she goes, oh, that's just not fair. The chances of that happening are so slim. I know, right? Like, But also, it's a little hokey, and I do kind of like I it. I like for it. The silly, for the silly show. And it is, it is silly. We know this because 
you know what? We'll talk about it in about 20 minutes, maybe 10, maybe 5, maybe 3. When when the ship does fly over, the subtitle as it smashes through <laughs> Big Ben just says, Big Ben bongs. If you're watching this on BBC iPlayer. If you're watching is, this on BBC yeah, iPlayer. That, that's where you'll... Some of the uh, subtitles on this are, are really good. There's another one that I have made a note of because it was absolutely superb. Like another one towards the end of the episode. Oh, towards the end? Yeah. Okay, okay. Which obviously yeah. I will bring it up when we get there, but it really, really tickled me. I like the uh, Slovene ship as it's flying because it, it does fly for quite a while. It does, yeah. Uh, the helicopter shots that they clearly use to act as like a point of view yeah. for, the, for the ship. Which I like as well. I think that's fun. I, I mean, I imagine it's strictly a money-saving thing. Because the way yeah. you, you could have done this is had a big shadow and then the initial shot and then literally just a POV shot and then the crash and it wouldn't have mattered not having any of the in-betweens. You'd have had to have the in- spaceship being introduced over Billy Piper and Yeah, that Eccleston, one, like, over the roof, yeah. The crash into Big Ben. Yeah. Then the crash into the Thames. Those are the three main shots, but all of the interim ones where it's just flying through the city, you don't need it, it those. It does fly for a long time. Yeah, but... But if you would just to just use the POV, then you can save yourself some money and then they come back and they go, oh, we've got some spare money, throw a few extra shots in there. Apparently this episode was very bad for money as well. Or was it? In like really of, high? Yeah. Same with time as well. I'm sure I don't have it noted down anywhere because I read it once in like a Doctor Who behind the scenes type book a while yeah. ago. And apparently these two episodes messed up a lot of the next like block of filming. Well, these are, it's basically a movie, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. It, two parters are just films. It's, well, it's like, what, an hour and a half for this story, essentially? yeah. Yeah. When, do you know what is funny? Which, I mean, obviously, a little bit of movie magic here, but obviously it's CGI. There's no actual massive fucking alien spaceship. But what's really funny is that uh, in the shots of London, where it's flying over it, you can see people in the distance just walking down the street. Not caring. Just not caring at all. I didn't notice that. I was too busy looking at the gigantic spaceship just in the air. Oh, yeah. There is one shot specifically (laughs) where it kind of like goes over a street and you can see people walking down like the pavement on either side of the road and just not caring at all. Can you imagine if it actually happened? Like, imagine the Phoenix Lights things happens in in, in America and everyone's just like, cool. Yeah. No one one takes video. No one takes a picture. No one calls the emergency services. Everyone's just like, lights in the sky. This happens every... Whenever yeah. that happened. This is getting a real problem now. Do they go straight down to the ground to look at this from the ground level near the Thames? They do. It flies overhead. They immediately run away. And then Doctor says that he can't take the TARDIS there because he doesn't want to just drop like another yeah. spaceship on. And the thing is that when he says this, the road's closed off and you can see unit soldiers at the other end. Mm-hmm. And then Rose is like, we can just take the TARDIS. And then while like looking at them, he says, it's best not to. And I don't know, like, if this is a thing that I'm reading into this or if this is the way that it's, like, intended to be, but I feel like that implication there for a little bit is he doesn't want to go there because he doesn't want Unit to know who he is. Because obviously if Unit saw the TARDIS, they'd go, hey, it's the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, and they don't know this face yet. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But but doesn't he take the TARDIS to... He takes the TARDIS to the hospital later. Yeah, not the actual ship. Which is odd, because he could have yeah. just gone and looked at the crash ship. Realistically, but... yeah, he could have taken it to the ship. It's not like Nightcrawler, where he's got to see where he's going to get there. Yeah, yeah he's like, I want to be here. Go anywhere. They do, then they do a little bit of a little bit of a montage, because Rose says that they can just do what everyone else does and watch it on TV. And this marks the first appearance of one of my favourite side characters, who is the American woman, who's like the presenter for the like news presenter. Yeah, I really like her. She only ever shows up in like... 
news reports of horrible alien things happening and every time she does I'm like it's you imagine she, like like whenever she's on screen it just the caption is alien correspondent yeah and like she's she earned the title slowly just gets promoted and each time it's a different title it just says alien overlord by the end <laughs> before that before this this uh, American news anchor lady comes in the doctor she, she, Rose is asking the doctor a lot of questions like well, why is it crashing did you know this was going to happen do you know what kind of ship it is? And he's just like, nope. And he looks so ecstatic to not know something. He is. He is. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He is beaming. 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 Phil Lichick's beaming. Every time she asks him a question, he's like, nope. It's one of those things, I think it happens as well in Midnight, where when the Doctor doesn't know something, he gets so excited. Yeah, that's like his... Well, it's like he says to her. He's like, this is why I travel. to see history happen yeah. right in front of me. I love that for him. The thing is, this guy, this guy probably has a lot of his brain taken up by just things. Like, think about how many just things that you know. How many? I don't know many things. You're overestimating me. <laughs> how many me. things do you know? About eight. That's a generous estimate. You can't hear a scowl, but trust me. Yeah. Given one. That's a horrible face. That's just my face. I'll find a new co-host if you don't stop making that face. It's just my face. <laughs> it's just my face. I'm not even pulling a weird face. No. Just being rude. I'm just horrible. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to do it, a fun thing. and. Yeah. They go back to the flat then Listen to, to see it on TV. Right, right, back on track. Yeah. This stops now. Sorry. I'm being serious. Sorry. I'm being dead serious. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut this. This no. is staying in because I, I just need the world to know that I'm not the one. Why'd you just hit me? I'm not, what? No. There's, I'm not the one. Do you, you, oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, that was some. Ooh. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> It's a dirty way to play the game and I respect it. Thank you. <laughs> then they go to the flat, right? And then there's the little um, little montage of all of the channels being flicked through. Man make cake. Yeah, they go, <laughs> the thing is, they go to this Blue Peter guy who's like, here's how to make your own little alien cake. How fast? And yeah, he pulls out the here's one I made earlier as well. When? <laughs> when was earlier? When did- <laughs> The Slitheen didn't, like, what if he's bring a ahead. What if he's a Slitheen? Oh, well, there you go. Hey, that expert they bring in, he's a guy, what did they say, for, like, sugar sugar levels? Yeah. Like, there you go. What if this Blue Peter man is a Slitheen, and they're like, we're going to take down the government, and he's like, I just want to bake cakes. Yeah. That's all he's I like, don't do include me cakes. in the family business, because he's the black sheep. <laughs> the whole Slitheen are like, right, we're going to take over this world, and we're going to, you know, pillage it of its resources, and this one Slitheen is like, Guys, look what I found! And in between his big, spindly, <laughs> horrible claws, he's holding the smallest Mr. Kipling angel slice he's ever seen. And he's just like, no. Nope. And the other Slitheen are like, right, we're doing world-ending things here. And he's like, it's so fluffy, it tastes so good. He's like, yo, this this has just changed yeah. the trajectory of my whole and life. And Bonthelfotch, uh, Pissimir, Daisl- uh, Sl- whatever the name is, is like, we've got a world to take over. And he's like, I need to figure out what's in this. And while they spend maybe like three or four weeks just invading parliament just planning, and, yeah. and pl- planting themselves in the in the, in the the British hierarchy of politicians. This guy's learning how to temper chocolate. This, this one dude is like, flour. Hmm. I don't know. And like, whilst he's doing the most innocent thing in the world, baking cakes, he's skinning men alive <laughs> so that he can get a televised cake going. <laughs> Devil works hard, but Blue Peter works harder. It does. I never watched Blue Peter, you know. No, I didn't either. As everyone would always be like, oh, do you want a Blue, P- a Blue Peter badge? And I'd be like, I do not understand this reference. years ago, for Halloween, and also I say for Halloween, this is just a thing that I generally want to put together at some point, but I was trying to get an Ace cosplay together. Mm. And like, obviously the hardest part of it is the jacket. 
and oh, yeah. one of the hardest get, like, things replicas. to yeah one of the parts that i wanted was like the blue peter badges and i remember being astounded at the difficulty that it took to get a blue peter to get like the blue peter badges yeah. that she had now imagine it i think a lot of cosplay stuff is difficult as much as fun as it looks and i would do it and like, it all looks so expensive there's a there's a lot of those badges because the thing is she's got the classic blue peter badge can you not just get the jacket Oh, this well, one it's like, like the the, the white background with like the blue ship but then she's got another one which is this but inverse uh... where it's like the blue background and the white ship and that was the one that was such a bitch to find that in the end um it i couldn't have got it you never you never so. you never got the ears watch out it's about hey god i wish she was she still is she's still doing things yeah. you know like one-off episodes of doctor who also, while this uh, little TV interlude is going on, when the new members start arriving and he says, the, the presenter says that thing about that guy being the head of sugar levels in exported confectionery or whatever. And that he's not important. Yeah, hardly the most important person right now. Dude, you can't say that on live TV. Is he not the, the what is it? Is it deputy prime minister? Is that what you would say? Because he's acting VP by the time they go in. So this non-important dude is acting prime minister by the time he walks through that door. Joseph Green, MP for Hartleydale, Chairman of the Parliamentary Commission on the Monitoring of Sugar Standards in Exported Confectionery. Hardly the most important person But he just say right with now. respect. So, I mean, I guess that that just, you know, it's with respect. I, I kind of understand it. You it's know. like when you say, no offence, it's all right. Yeah, everything you said to that point, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't be can't. mad about it. I mean, legally. It doesn't even, even in court, they're like, yeah, you can't, you, you, you said no offence, I'm sorry. Yeah. When they go inside... And this is one of one of the things that I often forget about Doctor Who. When is they go it? inside where? Inside the, the ten Downing Street, the camera. We go in. We go inside after the news report. Oh we go yes, inside. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're inside. Yeah, yes. Sorry, it's confused. Take yourself. There we mentally. go inside a lot of places in this episode. I don't know if you know this, but this episode is a lot of places. It is. There is many locations here. A lot of exposition too. Yes. Uh. However, when they go inside. This is a, a reminder that this is a children's show. Which... They don't even go inside yet. There's a bit before this. Is there? There is, yeah. Um, it's when the Doctor is leaving the party and he's like, oh, I've gotta, I got to go. And then he gives Rose a TARDIS key. Unless I didn't take any notes on the other part, in which case, you didn't. Yes, I'm right. do go inside. Because oh. I have the, t- the key thing written down. Okay. So when they go inside 10 Downing Street, uh, I always forget that Doctor Who is a kid's show because I'm just so enveloped by it every time I watch it. Yeah. That when these aliens just start relentlessly farting... And it's like an unavoidable thing. It's like, I don't want to talk about it because it sounds like childish and dumb. And I'm like, yes, it is. It's meant to be because it's a show for children. Yeah. Children are meant to be going into school and being like, did you <laughs> see the aliens big green alien? And stuff. They're, they're scary, but they fart. Ha ha. Alien did a pump. All right. We get it. And I hate that word too. Pump. Stop. Sorry. I don't like toilet humor or gross out humor. I just think it's stupid, and it just yeah, I'm not like, a huge fan of it. It doesn't. It doesn't like. I'm not even entertained by it. I just hate it. Like anytime I'm watching something and you go there for a joke, I'm just like, okay. And like I understand that people like it. Just wait for it to end. Yeah, but it's just not my bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm just like I understand. I and, it, and like if it happens once, okay. But then you've got three of them in a room together and they're all yeah. laughing maniacally but also fine. And you get that fine. bit where Margaret does it and she says the, the line where she goes, I'm shaking my booty. And then she just starts absolutely shitting her pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awful. I, I didn't expect you to go that way. It's just horrible. I thought you were going to say, then she absolutely starts shaking it. And I was going to be like, <laughs> okay. But instead you were like... <laughs> then she backs it You're up. like, this alien is sharting all over <laughs> 
<laughs> the thing is, I don't even hate the Slitheen. No, I don't. It's just I love that them. one thing that I'm like, why, man? Because they've also got like they've got a really cool design. They do. I like. They the, look I like threatening. The Their plan is legitimately serious. Oh yeah, that's the thing as well, though. In terms of alien plans that we've seen so far, the Slitheen have the best one because essentially they get it off. Ew. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, they get off in the in the. We don't. What's our? What's it? We don't have an Oval Office. What do we call it? I don't know. I don't think the the specific room that the prime minister like sits in, like how you know, you the president works out the Oval Office. The rhombus room. So the rhombus room. Yeah, like you know. Is the, it not this though? Is it not the cabinet rooms? Ah, uh, not anymore. Do you want me to Google it? Um, you can, but I I'm still gonna. Do it for myself, I'm like. still gonna call it the rhombus room. The UK prime minister doesn't have a fixed room as his or her office. Number ten has the cabinet rooms, but PMs generally choose one of the next door. One of the rooms next door as their offices, depending on their preference. That's fine. That, that's okay. Yeah. Still gonna okay. call it the rhombus room. But like the cabinet room is essentially the equivalent, right? In terms of this is where the political business happens, I guess. Yeah. Because they they have the Oval Office in America where people would like the president used to make speeches from there. Yeah. You'd see it and and now they just make them go outside. Like politicians now can't make indoor speeches anymore. I know there was a few during uh, the the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. But but other than that, it's like, go stand out on the front in the middle of the road. You're like, no, it's raining. Oh, my hair got wet. Like, you know what happens when I hit the air? It's humid. I'll go fuzzy on screen. I don't want that. Oh, yeah, because our prime ministers have a real problem with looking, you know, respectable. That's true. <laughs> How many people are we going to have annoyed with that? We go inside, they're watching the news again, and the, the doctor is fighting a kid for the remote. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like battling a child. He's like, I just want to watch the news. And the kid's like, I want to watch cartoons. I love the idea that, like, in anything, not just in Doctor Who, but the idea that this, like, incredibly powerful, incredibly ancient, you know, wise man is just bested by just a child. For a TV remote, yeah. of all things. He doesn't do much fist fighting, to be fair, so <laughs> he's surprised. He just he's turns like, around at the kid and he's like, oosh! Jesus! Just, like, nuts him. <laughs> Do you know when the Doctor does that thing in a late season where he nuts his own memories into someone's yes. head? I mean, when I say nut, I mean headbutt. He doesn't nut memories into someone the way that you might be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Craig, I'm going to give you my memories. Okay, how do we do it? Lay down. What? Lay down. This is how we do it. This is how we do this it. So they do it on Gallifrey. He's got the big spinny thing on the bed and he's like, just takes it off the bed and he's like, get on there. I'm Don't worry about it. What are you going to do? I'm going to put my memories in you. What? Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's like, imagine if the <laughs> he's fighting the kid for this remote and he headbutts the kid and the kid gets 900 years worth of information <laughs> just thrown into his little tiny... This kid sees the time war happen. Like, that in his own mind. <laughs> this little kid's sitting down with PTSD to watch Blue Peter. His mum's like, you okay? And he's just like, don't touch me. That's when I make cakes, man. He makes a Dalek cake and she's like, this is inventive. Where do you get this from? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I can't stop thinking about it. Um, Do you know what is a little bit of a double standard here? What? When uh, the doctor leaves the party and Rose is like, where are you going? And he says, it was a bit too human in there. But in End of the World, when she's like, there's an alien in there. He's like, all right. It was rude. Yeah. Yeah, it is alien in there because there's aliens in there. Yeah, and the thing is, right, Rose has not met aliens before that point, like, really. That's true. The doctor well, spent... the doctor's met humans before. Oh, he spent so long with them. The doctor's spent years and years of his life travelling with humans, and he's like, oh, it's a bit human. And then, is this also where he gives her the, the, the TARDIS, TARDIS key? key? Yeah. What, what's with that? 
I think it's more of a symbolic thing than an actual practical thing. Imagine if, like, so, like, me and you became, like, friends in March of this year. Imagine if, like, right around the end of summer, right before uni started again, I was like, here's a key to my house because we're friends. And, like, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, like, it means you're welcome literally any time I wake up and find that my room has been ransacked, the TV's gone, every console <laughs> I have is gone. My own, all my Lego, my own covers. I'm just laid in bed in my pyjamas, cold, and I'm like, what happened? And there's just, a, like, a sticky note left from you, and it just says, cheers for the key. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, the idea that you would give me a key and then it's, like, because you welcome in my house as if I wasn't already. Imagine if, like, you come into uni with one of my beanies and, and you're like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, not so good, I've been robbed. And, I, like, just as I look up in the middle of the word robbed, I see you wearing my hat. And I'm like, I've been robbed. And I'm just seeing you wearing my things. <laughs> and I just know that you've done it. And you're like, oh, it's a sh- I-, I hope they get him. I hope yeah. they get the person that did this to you. It's a you. horrible, horrible crime. But yeah, it really feels like the reason that he gives that. Because the thing is, like, I, I don't imagine there's very many times where she's going to, like, not be with him and she's going to yeah, need no. the key actually as a practical thing. I think it is just more of a symbolic thing to just be like, look, here, by the way, I trust it's you a now. trust thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, yeah, hypothetically, you could be, you know, you could use this, but you probably won't need to because I'll be around. And as much as no human really flies the TARDIS. I also hate the idea of people being able to fly the TARDIS that isn't the Doctor. I don't know. I just don't like it. On their own, I don't like it. I just don't like the right that idea. I'm um, fine with I'm fine with the idea of the Doctor being like, do this, push this button. Yeah. And then they push the button or whatever, you know? That's there, fine. There is a wholesome bit where that kind of happens yeah, in, and it's in sweet. later season. It's and very it's, sweet. It's really nice. For, the, for this, if you can't fly the TARDIS and you get stranded somewhere and you're like, well, at least the Doctor gave me the key, what are you meant to do? Just live there forever, I guess. Yeah. The TARDIS has it all. Yeah. The TARDIS has a, a swimming pool in the library. Do you not think they've got like a fully decked out games room? Unless you're Clara, in which case the TARDIS fucking hates you. TARDIS knows what's up, man. TARDIS really fucking hates Clara. TARDIS knew what was up with her. We'll, we'll talk Dale. about it when we get to season seven. Seven is Clara? Yes. yes. Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. And this is number one. Um, I, I think it's hilarious that, you know, aliens have just invaded and everyone's just having a big sesh. Yeah. Imagine the pubs that night. I'm glad that there's no like well-made banners. It's all just spray painted. Yeah, like on a dirty bed it's, it's, Yeah, it's like a, a, a horrible, horrible. That one that says L O E T. Yeah. Yeah. So L O E T. A O extra terrestrial. What's up? Now then, lad. I'll do. Now then, geezer. Everyone is. Everyone shoots Harriet Jones down back in Parliament when she's trying to get her little bill passed. But at the end of the day. No one's wrong when they're all like, hey, get some perspective, Harriet. Well, she should. Yeah. Harriet Jones we've, we've intru- was introduced before anything we've talked about. But it's okay. MP, Fly Del North, is all she says. I love that she always gives her full title. Oh, like, yeah. I know that is the joke, but I love it. Imagine walking in somewhere and, and I'm just like, Tyrese Hogan, 22, university student, creative writing. What was the year that you started in? What's that called? It doesn't matter. 2021. Started, started you in 20. Graduate. 2023. <laughs> just like every time someone yeah, sees me. Best at chicken. Uh, I... Can I just mention something really unfortunate that no. I, d- I did through this throughout this whole episode? Absolutely fucking not. This has been Doctor Who Rewind. <laughs> Signing off for the last time. Four in. Four, Four and done, as yeah. I always say. Well, I skipped the last three as per the bit in the beginning of the last episode. I, in my notes... Just to, to, to speed up when I was writing about this episode when we were, when we were going through this, didn't want to write Harriet Jones because it's a very long name. Yeah. She is in my notebook forever now as HJ. HJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who she is. 
hand job. <laughs> Did you not click on that at all when I said no, it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I also realised that if you put... Her name's not Barriot. Barriot. Was that the best you could do? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good job. <laughs> it's a good job her name's not Barriot Jones. Name of my first son now. If I ever have children. Oh, Barriot Jones. <laughs> you put so much feeling into that. You filled your cheeks on the way to that B. <laughs> Please say anything else. <laughs> Please take us away. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's directly after this, but they, they go to the hospital and Dr. Sato, mm. she just she just sat in the dark. This is the first time we see Dr. Sato. Yes. And this, this isn't when the... We don't see the alien yet, do we? It's on the table. And she kind of peels. Oh yeah, she shows it. She peels to show, and like it's shown, but we as an audience do not see it. Yeah. Because we're not supposed to know what the alien. Looks yeah, like yeah, yet. of course. When this happens, it's like it's all very blue. Anything medical is it's always very, very blue. Very yeah. Blue. yeah. She just is green. She just sits herself in the dark, and she just is working on something. She just rips open this alien, crawls inside it, and runs around in it. This is also when the the doctor comes in, and a thing that I've never noticed before. Uh, so the doctor leaves Rose and the party and such, and then he goes to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he walks in, he's immediately confronted by like a bunch of shoulders. A bunch of shoulders. I didn't realize before. Um, not that it's like a hidden thing. I'm just dumb. That they were unit soldiers. So then when he's trying to get them to mobilize, and he goes defense pattern Delta. Yeah, he knows. He's like, oh, you know, did you not realize? Is. I didn't realize that. No. Oh. Well, I just assumed before they were just regular soldiers, and that he just is knowledgeable about stuff like that. But you know. Imagine if they were no. regular shoulders and he shouted and he was shoulders. I just said shoulders as well. You've done this to me. Uh-huh. Cheers, Barriot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not go back there. If they were just regular soldiers and he's like, defense part of Delta. And because they're not part of unit, that means nothing to them. And yeah. they're all just like. Mm. They kind of just look at each other like, yeah. you go first, I guess. This is, so before the scream happens, I think. It is before the scream happens. Yes. Uh, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Mickey. That's so fine. Moving on from Mickey. No, I, I, I do want to talk about Mickey for a sec. Yeah, that's fine. But Mickey in this part, I feel genuinely bad for him like as a character. Because uh, I can see why people often obviously go to the boyfriend when, when someone goes missing. Or the girlfriend, if it's if it's a guy that goes missing. The significant other is the one that normally gets the blame. How heteronormative of you. I'm really trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. Okay, partner. See, I like the word partner because it's just so non-specific. But I also can't help thinking that when someone's like, my partner's at home, there's some dude from a saloon yeah. just sitting there spitting into an empty bucket like, Ting. like, so I, I struggle, okay? But I feel bad for him. <laughs> like, I genuinely just feel like it's been a year, five times he was taken for questioning for the murder of a girl who just isn't around and he didn't actually kill her. And you know as well that, I mean, I assume that him and Rose, just as being a couple, have like a shared group of friends. Yeah, because yeah, most couples do. That we I all assume the worst. They all. Shireen's not spoken to him in oh, a year. No, no, Shireen. No, Shireen's forgiving. Shireen will understand. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Shireen would forgive Mickey if he was accused of murdering her best friend? Well, I mean, Shireen did once say pity the girl. Yeah, that's true. So I think she's if... got a she's got a sympathetic side. And yeah, yeah. Shireen. She's war Shireen. <laughs> you know how she is. You. This isn't about their relationship yet because I don't think that's mentioned because we are all over the place today. Yeah, we are. But when 
he hears the noise of the TARDIS and he runs into the the garage door thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he always fall like a cartoon? Everything that he does is very cartoonish. Like, I'm not even going to lie. He gets his whole bit with the bin, obviously. He has plenty very of... Very cartoonish. Plenty of stopping distance between him, the TARDIS, and the, the, the garage door, or whatever it is, storage unit, whatever it yeah. might be. Plenty of stopping time. When he hits it, he doesn't just hit it and is like, whoa, he hits it, falls on his back to a point where his own knees are above his shoulders. He does, he, it's almost like you expect him to walk into it, take a step back and have little tiny cartoon birds flying around in circles over his head. And he's like doing that weird yeah. swivel of the neck thing and his shoulders are moving and that might sound weird on the audio because I'm actually moving. When the doctor does initially sneak in before he meets like Sato and to stuff. To the hospital. Yeah. And he uses the sonic screwdriver on the door. He tells it to shush and it does. It's Sonic. It goes, he goes, shh. And the guy goes, it's Sonic. Yeah. Realistically, that is... Meaning it has to make sound. Yeah. Telling it to shush. It's it's probably the most accurate use of it being a sonic screwdriver, to be fair. Well, telling it to Are you implying it. that the sonic screwdriver can't have a voice command? I don't want it to be alive. That really unnerves me. Because the voice command is just shh. It's like going Alexa volume down. But it's not, though, is it? It's different. It's, it's not. It's, space. it's different. It's a space doohickey. Well, next thing you're going to go, you're going to go... Loud! And it's going to be like, bah! Like, what? <laughs> no, because it's not a fucking sheep! Might be, though. All right. The next one, it could we'll be We'll never know. The, the Slovene do a murder. Yeah, they, they who, who is it? They, they murder They murdered the, General Asquith. Oh, poor because Asquith. Because he is, he's just a guy who is in charge, and he's thr- he says that he will put the country under martial law unless they take things seriously, and then they kill him. Oh, and the man who sounds like the Churchill dog is like... He's like, I'm shaking. It's hair raising. He does all that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he hair raising. Because do you know what? As well, though, literally hair raising. The Slitheen confuse me because where do their zips go? That's the thing. They have zips. Where do their zips go? There's a clear zip. But but, but when the policeman he takes, takes his hat, his hat off, off, there is there. one. There is it's a there. clear zip line. But when anyone else does it, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's only Margaret who has any kind of fringe. So what I'm saying basically is that the best idea for Slitheen in terms of disguises is to grow full emo fringes, full MySpace fringe to keep your shit a secret. Because tonight will be the night that I unzip for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this, this the, like the zip prosthetic is obviously, it's it's just going to be like a thin layer of glue or something. Yeah, it's not It's not going to be a, a, a laborious prosthetic to do. Well, aside from so they always, the zip. So they always hold it on whilst they do that they, they they put like two or three fingers against the actual prosthetic itself and then pull the zip and i imagine if they didn't do that they would just pull the whole prosthetic right off, off and it would head. just it would just peel off like dead skin yeah because because when the prime minister is first introduced and we see harriet jones no or the, new, the prime minister's missing no the active acting prime minister mr yes. green this is what i thought was funny he's a slitheen yeah he's called mr green <laughs> yeah that's funny Yep. I don't want to like point out comedy, but that is that you know. Listen, leads to the heart. If I was in disguise, no. Do you know what this is? This is the whole thing. Like not to be, like I've brought up a few comparisons this episode already. I don't even care. But you know, in in uh, Iron Man two, when Black Widow comes in, and like I know it's just an alias she has, but she's like, "Hi, my name is Natalie Rushman." Like, what is that doing? That's so bad. What is that doing? Who are you fooling? You could accidentally get that wrong and just say her <laughs> actual name. Like, imagine if, like, Tony turned around and he was like, oh, um, Natasha, and then she's like, whoo! What the fuck did you just say? 
Back on track, we'll go back to the... This is the, the pig section. Yes. Yes. Back at the hospital, there is a part where the doctor comes in and he's talking to Dr. Sato about it. Yes. And um, she does a whole thing where she's like, aliens faking aliens, but why? And she's like doing a little think about it for a sec. Yeah. And the thing is, this character is actually Tosh from Torchwood. It's the same actress, but then they're kind of like retconned in. Okay. But it was actually the same character. Like Tosh is actually there. And obviously at the time, it's just a comment. But retrospectively, it's kind of fun, I guess, that she is also yeah. like an alien investigator. And she's like, hang on a minute. Now I've got to think about this. Because I haven't seen um, any of Torchwood. Yeah. So I guess I'll see that when we get to it. Because that's after the pig has died, when they bring the body back in. Yeah. Right? Because... Yeah, when the doctor is like, this is just a pig. He does his he does his angry again, yeah. And I like it when the doctor gets angry because he like he shoots the the army fella. That's what I'm going to call him. Shoots the pig, and the doctor's just like, "It was scared. What were you like? What was going through your mind? Yeah. This thing is like what two feet tall, three feet tall. It's not going to hurt you. What was your end goal here? He has a really sweet moment with it as well, where after his yeah, well, he shot like, is dying it. and he's kind of like laid with it. Which the doctor that's just quite often doctor moment. I think whenever something is dying, if it's not something that's like harmed anyone or not. But even then, sometimes. Well, yeah, well, when it's not purposefully harmed anyone, he will, like, not... Obviously, he's not nursing it back to health, but he is sitting with whatever it is whilst it dies. Because this is the part where, like, her wound is so small, too. When 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 he shows up to help after he hears her scream. Oh, like, yeah, she's got, like, Delta. a little, like... She's, like, the smallest little... Yeah, like, you know, I doubt that the pig even did that. She probably bumped her own head. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not. Because when, when the pig is dead and they t- discuss, like, the mermaid and, and, yeah. and how it all worked, because he says, like, oh, why um why, why would they... Fa- or no, is it, it's her, isn't it? That says, like, yeah. Why would they fake an invasion or a fake a crash? And she turns around and... and he's the, gone. And, and he's gone. He's done a full Batman garden on her and has just disappeared completely. Even There's even he, dramatic wind he, like, blowing the little flaps. He, like, flaps. his, yeah. like, <laughs> jacket around his shoulder and he's, like, into the night. <laughs> She's like, why would anyone fake an invasion? <coughs> There's fog around her. He set off a little smoke bomb and he's dashed out the room. And she's like, why would, I, why would anyone set the room? <coughs> and he's just nowhere to be he's seen gone. at all. He's got places to be. Like, back at the party. They go back to the party again after mm-hmm. he's been here. Um, this is where the Mickey bit happens. We did get it in the wrong it order. It is, but we did, This yeah. is where the Mickey bit this happens. Is, there is also a part, which I think is like a slightly off-screen part, where uh, they're making a toast and Jackie goes... He is to the Martians. Yeah, yeah, she's walking away. She's like, to the Martians! Also, uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's just some random goth. Yeah. <laughs> in Jackie's house. Is that Shireen? God, I hope so. That would be so funny to me if that was Shireen. So, sadly, I have found out that Shireen never makes an on-screen appearance ever. We've got a surname for her, though. Do we? Shireen Costello. <laughs> Affiliated with Rose Tyler. But there was a Shireen in Doctor Who. There apparently. was. Yeah, knock knock. One of Bill's friends. Um, Actually, like the actress, though. She's also cool. The one that plays Shireen from now on. The leave party. They go outside. Um, yeah, because Mickey tells Rose that the doctor's. Yeah, she, he has like a really smug moment about it. off. Yeah, he gets a little bit like, oh, and he's left you, by the way. Ha ha ha, isn't that funny? Yeah. He's left you, Rose. And when they go outside, Rose is rocking yet another stunning 2005 outfit. She's got the pink graphic tee. She's got the white leather jacket over. Yep. With the 
bootcut jeans. They're not even bootcut. They're almost flared, these jeans that she's wearing. I don't know if fashion, so these words don't mean much to me. I'm like, jeans are jeans. She also has one very small, thin, little tiny braid in her hair as well. Does she? Yeah, oh, yeah, she, yeah, no, she does. I, I, yeah, that's very noticeable too. Mm. Yeah, because when, when, when Mickey walks out, he does like a real man walk. Like, arms going and all sorts. He's like... He, he Vince McMahon's on out of Yeah, there. no, he does. Yeah, he's a... He, he, he proper gives it a little bit of pizzazz. Gives her some some flair to it. Uh, I hate... I genuinely do kind of hate that I like Mickey in this scene. Obviously, when they go back downstairs, the, the, the TARDIS isn't there. And then she says... I don't know if you have this quoted. I don't think so. That Mickey says something about what, what kind of boyfriend is he? And she says she's more important. Some boyfriend he turned out to be... He wouldn't. He wouldn't just go. He promised me. Wait, wait, wait. And then Mickey says, "Oh, he's dumped you, Rose." Stop. So I'll. I'll be. I'll. So I'll be Rose. What do you mean? He says he's left you. Some boyfriend he turned out to be. Rose runs out of the flat. Mickey follows her. He wouldn't just go. He promised me. Oh, he's dumped you, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's dumped you, Rose. Sailed off into space. How does it feel, her? Now you are left behind with the rest of us Earthlings. Get used to it. I can't go on with that. I'm so sorry. Uh... <laughs> Jackie comes out and says, what are you two chimps going on about? (laughs) (laughs) Camille Kajiri, love of my life. Yeah, he's he's not because he gave me this. Obviously the Tarski. Yeah. He's not my boyfriend, Mickey. He's better than that. He's much more important than that. What does that mean? What does that mean? Right? I've stared into the eyes of God. She just wants to wreck this man. She's like, like she's been she's been gone a year. The night she comes back, she's tearing him down. Right. And he's like, people thought this I actually killed you. This is the you. question where it's like, <laughs> to be fair though, after a comment like that, if he did kill her, Katie. They're like, well, you know, Katie. He had the motive. I'm, saying, I'm not saying he should have done it, but you know. <laughs> is that your line? Is that where your line is? Apparently, yeah. Jackie goes in at the TARDIS for the first time now. And she just fucks off. She's like, nope, <laughs> not, not for me, it. not for me. <laughs> Yep, she runs back inside and she starts phoning this this helpline that they've got. And while she's on the phone, the TV is on in the background and it says, uh, as the crisis continues and the government shows remarkable lack of leadership, paranoia sweeps the country. Ha ha ha. What does that remind you of? Um, there have been at least three reports of public assaults on people falsely identified as aliens. Whoa, that's dark. That's pretty dark. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I was just going to be like, I'm not 100% in love with Camille Kajou's performance in this scene. And you were like, oh, look at these hate crimes that are going on. Yeah, the people are just doing hate crimes. Jesus. That's horrible. Yeah. Russell, come on now. I thought we were... Come on, buddy, friend, pal. Yeah, man. Uh, as the human race, do you put that... Not me and you personally, but do you part that past us? As a human race? No, I, I'm, I have a shocking, shockingly little faith in humanity. Yeah. And it dwindles each day. But that's so bad. That's horrible. I mean, it. it uh, I don't want to say that it makes sense, but like, if if I saw that on the, if this actually happened, and I saw it on the news. This is a believable. I, yeah, I, I cannot say I'd be like surprised. If we by found seeing out about that. the existence of aliens tomorrow, it is entirely a believable headline that people would go out and actually yeah. start like attacking people. God, isn't that horrible? I know. I hate this idea. Shit that. But Jackie's on the phone crying. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, Camille Kajuri is a bad performer. I think she's actually really good. <laughs> if anything, I believe the opposite. Yeah, she's great. But I think there is uh, three things that are difficult to do in acting. Yes. Uh, being on the phone when you don't actually have a response yeah, on the other side. Yeah, I imagine that. You have someone that. reading out, but you you know you don't get the it's inflection. Same, you don't because yeah. I imagine it's just someone who's off. You know, not on set, just in the background behind the camera, shouting out the line, 
in a monotone voice. Yeah, just, just reading it. Yeah, just reading what would be said had there been a sound effect of someone on the other side. That crying would be difficult. Yeah. And also drinking, you can really tell when someone does actually have liquid in their Any, mouths. Anytime me and Luke watch anything um, and someone like pours a drink, someone takes a drink, he always goes, nothing in that. Every yeah. time. We were watching Game of Thrones the other night and there was like multiple scenes in the episode where someone like pours some wine or something and every time he's like, there's nothing in that cup. Just put some, just, just put some Ribena in it and let them drink that and just pretend it is wine. It is like, what, what is the problem? The one that gets me is when you know someone pours something in a glass and you can tell it's like a little bit too much to do a shot of and then they like drink it really quickly like it would be a shot. Because you know how hard it is to yeah, when you think like, when I they can do down vodka, this drink. It's obviously water. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like, I can down this drink and then you get like a mouthful of it and then you go, oh no, there was more in here than I thought there was. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of have to do the like awkward weird Your mouth's little, like, like a little bit too full so you have yeah, to sort like, of... Yeah, you do a little weird sip thing. You have to keep it in your mouth but then also readjust your mouth for some reason to make room for the thing that's already in there. Uh, it's already in there. I don't know why you have to make room for that. Was it, did what I, is it what I say sound rude? Is that yeah, what it, it is? Yeah, it did, did what rude. I say sound it rude? very rude, yeah, actually. <sighs> Back in the TARDIS. Back in the TARDIS. Because, like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say it now. This episode goes to a lot of locations. And I know we've jumped around a lot talking about it. So, but it's just because the episode just jumps around It's so like much. A, B, A, B, C, A, B, C, C. God <laughs> forbid that you are listening to this episode and you have not seen the episode we're talking about and you don't plan oh, on watching yeah. it. God forbid you try and follow this. But to be fair, just, it's you know, you get the sense. You we get the shape of we it. We don't sound professional for no reason. Uh, back in the TARDIS, though, Rose and Mickey have another little conversation. They have a little moment. They do. And she has just said that he is more important than a boyfriend, that he's so much more of that. Because um, she says to him, she's like, oh, in in a year. Because that's what he says. Every day I looked for, every for, a blue box. for a blue box. Yeah. yeah. And then she says it's only been a few days. And he says, not enough time to miss me. And then they both do a, oh, I did miss you. And do because he says not enough time to miss me. And then she makes a face. But that, that's a clear, like, bait into like a this is where you tell me whether or not you're still interested in me yeah as a as a you know as a relationship partner like this is where i want to know if you're still interested in, in us being together and she's like of course i missed you Because afterwards she asks him if he's seen anyone else in 12 months and he's like no and she's like smiles for a second he's like but that's because people think i killed you and she's like okay <laughs> never mind she does pull a uh a bit of a suggestive face she does though because well because he goes in to kiss her as well and she doesn't see does like he? she's gonna yeah, he goes in to kiss her. I don't know social cues, seem, I'm terrible at this. She doesn't seem like she's going to do anything. And then the doctor's like, oh, got it. The TARDIS, TARDIS is doing something now. And then Yikes. they back away from each other. Oh, well, he backs away from her. Yeah. But he is going to go in for the kiss there. Oh, damn. Yeah. He's down so bad for Rose. Kind of feel bad for him. Just brings it back around full circle where I'm like, what was there? Even before she met the doctor, what was their relationship? Yeah. One of those relations where it's like, I have a boyfriend. He doesn't go to this school. Like, it's... I think realistically, these are two people who've been together, you know, maybe since like they were in school or something. I don't know what that was. Yeah, they've been together since they were like in school. Realistically, they need to break up, but she doesn't want to break up with him because, you know, maybe like she doesn't want to feel mean about it. And then the doctor comes along and she's like, this is the perfect excuse for this relationship to end. Whoa, a relationship in which you, you're not, you, you're just not with it anymore, but you don't want to hurt the person's feelings, so you just stay with them. Yeah. Relatable, that's all. Didn't even get a trip in space and time out of it. I either. didn't know. So what was the point? Back at Downing Street, someone says, uh, after after they kill the other guy, the Slytherin kill the other guy, and they say, better get rid of his skin. And then they just shove it in the cupboard. I want to backtrack. When they're in the TARDIS after, is either after or before, it's in this conversation in the TARDIS at some point yes. with Mickey and Rose and the Doctor. And Mickey's asking about the TARDIS and the Doctor's like, 
do you think you'd have any idea if I actually told you? And Mickey's like, no. And he's like, well, shut it then. I just don't like the Doctor around Mickey. Or at least not... Not th- this version of the Doctor. No. They they clearly do some damage control with Ten to make him polite and a bit more nice to Mickey. Ricky, if I was to tell you what I was doing to the controls of my frankly magnificent timeship, would you even begin to understand? And he says, I suppose not. And Mickey's, and the Doctor says, well, shut it then. What? Like... And then Rose says, he's winding you up. That's... <laughs> Like, no, he's just That's being a dick. No, he's just an arsehole constantly. Like, you couldn't even be like, oh, I'm just trying to track a signal. Like, I don't understand what's what going that on. Meant. But before they before they put um the Slovene in, in the cupboard. cupboard. So when they when we cut back to the room and he's changed into what's he called with the Q in his name? Uh General Asquith. Asquith, yep. when when he changes into him, he's like, I quite liked being the other fella. He had a mistress and this, and I was like, have you been doing sex in he, this body? He had a wife, a mistress, and a young farmer. Has he been doing... What does that mean? What I does that last? What does that last like, bit mean? What is that, it's, he's been having relations with... Oh, maybe maybe he was bisexual. I'm not saying women can't be farmers, but, like, I assume it's a man. This Slovene. I, I want to think that he's bisexual, so I'm going to assume the young farmer is a man. The idea that this Slovene is, like, top shagger <laughs> among the Slovenes. Right? Like, one of them's like, I want to go bake cakes. One of them's like, I want to take over the world. And this one's like, I'm going to go plough. Yuck. That's yuck, horrible. yuck, yuck. I know, yeah. Would it even... No. And it wouldn't work, not, surely. I was going to say, I, didn't, I don't want to think, like, logistically, but the thing is, it's a skin suit. But it's also got a gas exchange, so it just fill up like a balloon, like, just there, just like... You know what I mean? He's like, oh, honey, you look bigger than you did earlier. There's <laughs> a massive fart. He's like, don't worry about it. The the part, though, where they just they just take off the skin suit and then they just throw it in the cupboard that Harriet Jones is hiding in, which he, they don't know that. She obviously yeah. she's hiding. They literally just like better get rid of the skin and shove it in the cupboard. So I hope that like obviously their invasion, um, you know, spoiler alert, does not work because the doctor saved the day. What? I know. I'm not watching episode five either. Oh, now. Sorry, you don't need to. I hope someone would have made a point to be like, oh shit, gotta get the skin out the cupboard. <laughs> Fuck, you can't be leaving that there. You walk in, there's a big green alien. What are you doing? Oh, my skin's sitting in the cupboard. You seen Saw Two? Yes. You know that? Uh, so in, in Saw Two, everyone there's a safe. And the combination for the safe, they all have a number for it. And the number is on the back of their necks. And the plan is that, you know, work together. But obviously they don't because everyone in Saw movies is dumb as fuck. Yes. And at the end, there's this guy who's going to kill everyone else. And Amanda says to him, like, how are you going to see your own number? And he just takes this ratty, dirty yeah, knife off yeah. the saw bathroom And he floor, cuts the back of his neck cuts off, Cuts the piece he? of skin off the back of his neck. And then he looks at it and he shoves it into his pocket afterwards. It's <laughs> horrible. That surely doesn't work. I'm not gonna try it. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. This is when the um, and I don't know his name. I'll see if I can find out who he is. Uh, the prime minister's assistant. In Indra Ganesh. In- Indra, yeah. He's like, oh, the word doctor's flagged the thing up. No, it hasn't. No, it was the she word. She puts in Tardis. It was the word Tardis. It's just the word doctor that's flashing. But also, surely that's the most problematic system in the world. If ta- if you know someone says the word doctor, which well, is it, just a common word. It was for an alien helpline. Specifically. Mm, Wait, the number that she called. That's fair. That was... uh, Just in case of emergency. Yeah, yeah. A number that was occupied twice and she just hit the readout button. You're like leaving the GP and you're like, oh, whoa, a doctor just pulled a knife on me and then unit descends and they're like, where is he? And is he an alien? No, a regular doctor. We can't help. Give me your stethoscope, sir. I need to listen to your heartbeat. I'm sorry, we we can't help. It's not an alien. It's just regular doctor. We can't help. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm being held at knife point. Sorry. That sounds like a you problem, buddy. Guys, uh, my hands are tied. Can't do much of anything. You should run. They run out of the TARDIS. And they're immediately surrounded. Yeah. Like... Unit descends. They've got helicopters with floodlights. All that kind of stuff. 
Mickey makes a dash. Uh, Mickey just legs it, yeah. Uh, but no one shoots. No one shoots. Which I always say, isn't that a thing that they do normally if, like, the police are sort of getting well, this, someone? This dude who has a gun is clearly meant to be in two hands, like, up, you know, when you have it, like, up and... I don't know how... Like, this is an audio yeah, thing, like, but... Like, doing this kind of thing, I'm just going to motion it with my hands, I'm sorry. Isn't that at ease in terms of, like, military terminology? I don't... I have no fucking clue. I don't know either. Military. But you meant... It's, clearly, it's, a, it's not a one-handed weapon. No. But he's just, like, dashing about with one hand with it under his arm, and I'm like, that's not, that wouldn't that's not, work. That's not how you carry a gun, sir. Mickey goes where he's most comfortable, and that's behind the bin. Yep. Uh, obviously, that's where Mickey is. It's where, where, where he just always is. Move over, Danny DeVito. We've got a new trash man. Oh. It's Danny DeVito's birthday. That's the day of recording this, by the way. Is it? It's today, yeah. Danny oh, birthday happy birthday, today. Danny DeVito. Happy birthday, Lord and Saviour. When he listens to Doctor Who Rewind later, he's going to be so happy about that shout-out. Please call me back. <laughs> Imagine ringing Danny DeVito and you're like, hey, Danny, and he's like, nah! And you're like, and you're like... So I feel when I ring you. <laughs> you never so... ring me? Well, if I did... You just text me every four days. It's not even like a how are you text, it's, is Rewind done? And I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah. I'd like it to be known that I don't think the last message that I sent you was about Rewind, to be fair. So, like, Can I think that's... Um, yeah, actually, it was about me owing you money. Was it? Genuinely. <laughs> for the RSS feed. <laughs> for Rewind. Yeah. You owe me money for Rewind. Yeah. Which I've sent you, to be fair. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so it was a Rewind thing, though, wasn't it? It was a Rewind but thing. But it was a Rewind thing. It was thing. a Rewind thing. And then the last thing before that is me being like, my brain's made out of mush today. So after the Downing Street uh, escort... Before they actually arrive there, yeah, that is when we end up with the Slitheen in the house with Jackie. Yes, the policeman goes and yeah, we know he's a Slitheen because when he does a sit down, his tummy rumbles. He's, he's gurgling. His tummy goes like, and he's like, oh, mm. he's making some inside noises, and we're like, Jackie, no, I don't trust this man. His tummy is making some inside noises. <laughs> it's like jokes on you. He's just got IBS. <laughs> like. He takes like There's nothing shady about him. He takes like some a milkshake on the way. He <laughs> takes some Lanzaprazole to settle his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, all better. On the way into Downing Street though, they have like a bunch of paparazzi there and the doctor fully like smiles and waves at them. Mm. He is like, he is enjoying that. That's another one of his classic beaming moments. Yeah, because because Rose like, we've got it down in the street, right? And he's like, yeah, that's where we're going, like, right now. Yeah. And he's probably in the back of the car, like, lavish. Yeah, he's... When, when he's like, who's the bigger expert than me? And she goes, Patrick Moore. <laughs> and the doctor is like, oh, I don't know the name that he says. He's like, you should drink me under the table. And the idea that the doctor's lived this celebrity Lady Gaga esque lifestyle, like, he's just so fabulous. I I like that. Lloyd George. Lloyd George. He used to drink me under the table. Who's a prime minister now? What a change of conversation, by the way. Yeah, and she says, how should I know? I've been gone for a year. Was that an election year? 2005. Yeah, it was Tony Blair, right? At that time, I think. I think Tony Blair was a prime minister. Probably. Tony I don't, Blair. I don't, I don't remember too much. I was five. You know, I was five years old. Did they old. kill him? Did the Slitheen kill Tony Blair? I mean, I know it's not like I know he's not actually the prime minister. Well, but they like, do kill the prime minister, don't they? Yeah. They find him in the cupboard in the in the next bit after this, yeah. when <laughs> when Harriet Jones is trying to get into the room that the doctor's allowed into, and <laughs> and and Indra's the, like the, the, the meeting of like all of the alien experts that yeah. the Slitheen have gathered in one place. And Indra's like, look, I can't let Rose in there. I can't let Harriet Jones in there. And Harriet Jones like, okay, that's fine. I'll take Rose with me. We'll be okay. Yeah. I'll take care of her. I may as well be put to some use yeah, anyway. Yeah, let me do something. And you know? Indra kind of wanders off and she's like, walk with me. Don't talk. Yeah, don't look. Goes, don't look. Don't, don't look, look back. Just keep walking. And then she circles back around. 
<laughs> directly into the doorway <laughs> that she was told she wasn't allowed in. And no one stops her and Rose. No, yeah, it's like oh, everyone else goes out that door and they turn right and then her and Rose just don't. And there's absolutely nothing to stop them. They walk away for like four steps, swerve back around, go straight into there and everyone's like, yep. Like realistically, nothing to see they here. could have opened that door and like snuck in at the back. No one would have noticed. It would have been <laughs> fine. Indra's like, well, now that I've walked away, they're going to listen. But yes, I've told them no and they will respect that. This woman who has been bugging me this whole day about wanting to get into places she's not supposed yeah. to be. If I leave her unattended, she won't try and get into a place she's not supposed to be. That doesn't sound like her. <laughs> she's like, Harriet Jones, MP Flydale North. I'm like, sorry, we can't let you in. She circles back around. She parts her hair a little bit different. <laughs> she and goes, Barry, Barry Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I spent too long in the cell. <laughs> you beat me to the finish line. <laughs> She's got, you know, those glasses where it's like the fake the nose. Fake nose the fake nose. She looked like a fucking guess who character. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in there. like is your character MP for Flydale North <laughs> yes Barry Jones rhombus room <laughs> <laughs> the thing is Harriet Jones and Rose have a little moment here which I'm also filing under the moments that Rose has with like regular people that are just sweet and but also sometimes make you dead yeah if Raffalo <laughs> and Gwyneth or anything to go by Harriet Jones may not have long left <laughs> when Harriet and Rose go out together they open the cupboard and the Prime Minister falls out. <laughs> like, just, like, swoons. It's like, oh, my God, you two are so perfect. And then, like, falls and hits the ground in the middle of the rhombus room. Uh, it's it's surprising to me that they were like, we'll kill the Prime Minister, but we're not going to skin him and pose he's as him. Thin. I know he's thin. He's too thin. I know he's thin. But still. And that's the thing. That's a thing that Slitheen specifically need larger bodies yeah. But the thing is, I mean, this is the question though. So like, you know, like when you buy clothes and yes. like they either fit you or they're too big or they're too small. Yeah. And obviously if they are too big or too small, then they don't look right the way that they like fit you. Yeah. The no, fit's no. not right. Is that the case? Like if one of the Celine tried to get him on, would it be like when you wear like some jeans that are too tight or something and you're like, Ugh, can't wear these. Half me ankles are <laughs> You've killed yeah. a man for no reason. He yeah. doesn't fit. You let you Put me in the cupboard. You're never going to believe this. What? <laughs> I've only gone and fucking killed someone. I've gouged the, I've like jack o' lantern the fuck out of them. Don't tell me they don't fit. They don't fit. Oh no way. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh well, you know what? Now you're gonna have to call them Blondfell Foch to come and sort it out. That's not even the right Slytherin, actually. Never mind. It's so stupid of me to say. I know. I can't oh, believe God. you would do that. Um, they build up a lot of tension in this little bit. With it when they bounce between the three. POV is really fast. Where you know at this point that everyone in this situation, obviously the Doctor and then separately Rose and Harriet and then separately Jackie, don't know that they are all close quarters with a Slitheen, but yeah. they all are close quarters with a Slitheen and we know that. And that's building tension, baby. You got real close in for that one. Yeah. Great. But, th- th- I mean, that that's true it, and, it's, and it's executed well. It's good. Because it's good. right as we know the bad things about to happen, we get to see the Doctor slowly formulate the their realization. plan he's like what do they get and then he looks around at all the alien experts he's like us they get us all the experts in the world in one room and yep. uh, uh, the, the Mr. Green uh, the, the uh, tarty farty prime minister is, you know he leans forward and he's like <laughs> and he's like do you mind not farting while I'm trying to save the world and then he goes would you rather silent but deadly yeah let's not we, we don't <sighs> some of the 
don't he's like some the of the, second I don't like some title. of the quips in this. N- no. I'm not a huge fan. Um he is some of the he is a subtitle though. This is the one when you know when they're taken off when like they they unzip the Slithine unzip and, and then they're for all the first time electric-y yeah, yeah. they actually take the skin suits off on camera and you see it. The subtitle said slithery squelching. <laughs> oh as no. they were like wiggling out of it. I hate that. Which is disgusting. Gross. Oh, it's like taking off a condom but for your whole body. Jackie gets another really good scream. She does. And this one goes on just a little bit too long for me, I'll be honest. The thing that gets me... This is the horror movie final girl scream. It is. This is the thing about uh, Jackie as well that specifically gets me is that when the Slitheen unzip, they let out like a blue light. And yeah. it makes like a noise. And it takes Jackie a second to like turn around and be like, hey, something's not right here. Yeah, like, the whole the room, room in front of her is like gone blue and white and it's just flickering like UV light. And she turns around and she's like, Mr. Policeman, excuse... I don't know why I've turned her into a quote-unquote, like a floozy is the only word. <laughs> Mr. Policeman, Mr. Police, would you so kindly knock on my door? And then like he comes in, he's like... <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. But... The- what, sir? You put the devil in me. <laughs> Yeah, cause, cause when when they're all like jumping away and then this link come out, it's the first time you see their design and they are so cool. It's a very good look. They are so cool looking. I remember like if I was to, I know that everyone had like a Dalek toy or whatever, but I had the Slovene toys and their horrible talons were so cool and they have that little thing on their elbow. I don't quite know. Oh, what it they're is. like weird. Like you want? I want to say it's a vein, but like yeah, it's, it's like, like a like... pipe. That yeah. joins their arms. It's so weird. Uh, I like the idea that essentially Slitheens are like if you ask like a child to draw an alien and they draw like a little green man with big eyes. I love that. That's what Slitheen are, just in a way that is actually cool. The most nightmarish kind of way. Yeah. They also blink sideways and make horrible noises when they blink. It's like a squelching grossness. I like as well the one thing that I like about them, which you see a very brief. I said the one thing that I like about them. I meant one of the things that I like about them. Yeah. Is that you see it kind of briefly in this episode, and obviously you get to see a lot more next episode. That although they are essentially like big eight foot tall beasts with hugely long arms, they're fast. Oh yeah, they're terrifying. They are speedy. Yeah, and we'll see more of that next time. Yeah. Like when, because Indra, big boy, killed. Oh, when he gets lifted up. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how high he went. He Can went up just big. yoink him. I need to put him on the list as well. Cause I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. he died. I, I forgot you still had this list because I've not been keeping track of this. I have. I'm sorry, Katie. I have it there. Katie. Yeah. Is the name of, of this list Docky Who Death Count? Yeah. Why? Because that's what it is. It's the Docky Who Death Count. What else do you want me to call it? Docky Who Death Count. Fucking hell. Okay. Yeah. We need. Uh, we need to go in Clive's shed. Back to the shed. Back to the Should shed. Should we see if he's in? Clive. Ah, uh, don't make me do dolls as well. <laughs> do dolls. You sounds. in there? Don't make me do doll sounds. <laughs> you in there, bud? Wait, wait. Just you know what? Uh, Clive, soundbite. Go. Sorry. Hello. I'm Clive, obviously. <laughs> no murders. Uh, <laughs> Please come through. I'm in the shed. Okay, you got some yeah. Slitheens. Some Slitheens stuff. Some okay. Slitheens stuff. So, Aliens in the episode. Slitheen pig. Whilst they do not mention it in the episode, they mention it next episode, but whatever, we'll get to it. Um, the Slitheen are not a race, they are a family. That's true. Slitheen is a surname. They are cousins of the Blatherine and the Racketine and descendants of the Slaverine, who themselves are descendants of the Changlin, who were the earliest descendants 
of the Huspic Degenerate. There's also a couple of notable Slothene. There's actually many notable Slothene, and I've just written down the most notable ones from uh, what it said on the wiki. However, it does list just about every other Slothene. Which really? We'll, we'll cover it. We'll cover it. Oh, is this when you were telling me that we could yep. have a field day on just Slothene, Slothene alone? But we have Blonfelfoch Passamade Slothene. It's pronounced uh, Blonfelfoch uh, Passamade Slothene. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Blonfelfoch Passamade Slothene. We've got Karst Gogthek Lutavan Day Slothene. And we have Slist Fairflut Martaviathon Slothene. Do you know what these are notable for? Um, well, Blonde is Margaret. The other two. Yeah, I know that Blonde's Margaret. The other two, I don't know. I don't know that. I oh. didn't check it out. Okay. When we get to whenever we talk we'll about do a, Slothene. We'll do a full we'll Slothene do a episode. Um, that could be either, like, at some point here, or I think it'd be better to do during the Sarah Jane Yes, because stuff. that brings me to my next point is that this Slitheen are the only aliens from the main series to appear more times in spin-offs than the main show. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they appear quite a lot. They in... are like a recurring alien in um, Sarah Jane. It's almost like the Daleks, like a once per season almost yeah. thing in Sarah Jane. I think the only season that doesn't have them maybe is the first one, but I might be wrong on that. You are wrong on that. The first episode. After the Bane one, the first two episodes are... Are they? Yeah. Is it that early? Yeah. Okay. The first one's Slitheen, and then the second one is either Kudlak or the Gorgon, and then the third one is the other to those two. Stop, please don't. It's Slitheen family tradition to bury their eggs of their young in underground caves, so they hatch, and then they have to, like, burrow to the surface. Ew. Sort that out. Um, Also, they engage in cannibalism. Just, like, casually? Yep. That's just a thing that they do. This one, I wrote it down word for word, because it was perfect, and I needed you to know this. Um... A robot duplicate of Rose erroneously recalled that the Slitheen employed animated shop window dummies in the game Robot Rose, which was a puzzle game in the 2006 Doctor Who annual. Like a pen and paper puzzle game? Yeah. Robot Rose. Also, there was a a scrapped spin-off called Rose Tyler Earth Defense. Um, And then they were going to appear in there like on Pete's World, like a Pete's World version. That would have been so cool! Mm -hmm. I mean, this was back when Doctor Who had like a lot of spin-offs. There, there is one though. The um, Big Finish does one. It's called like I think it's called like Rose Tyler Dimension Cannon or something. What? Oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard of it. I've I never, seen, I've I never seen bought it the it. box set, but I was planning to for the longest time, and then I was like, "Ha! Huh, I don't have Big Finish money. I don't even have Shed money." Speaking of Shed money, uh, Clive, that's all we've got for you this week, bud. Okay, he's dead. He hasn't moved in a, in, Don't in tell o- me that. He hasn't moved in over a week. He's still real to me, damn it. We stepped over him to get in here. Every time. Every time. No more Slothene facts, and I don't have any trivia that I haven't already said. Actually, sorry, that the pig alien chase was the first scene that Eccleston filmed. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny too. Ooh, no, I do actually. Here's another one as well. Um so the the events of this story were shown from the perspective of unit officers in Operation London and Number 10, which were both, like, stories Big finish. that were written. No, they were just, like, actual, okay. actual books. We don't need Mr. Smith this week, then? No. I'm kind of happy. Don't you do, do no beeps? Do you want for posterity? Beep boop. There's two. Cool. Yep. Um, what do you think about this episode? Okay, what would you rate this What would you rate this episode? Did you want me to I go first? I just asked you that question. Oh, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, no, I asked you. No, I'll go first, if you would like. I don't care. What have you said? I was really bouncy on this one. Were you? I gave it a four. Did you? I did give it a four. I was debating going 3.5. I 
Um... And I still am a bit dicey on it. I still am not convinced that this is too good. It's, it's a lot of exposition. It is. But I, I, I do, I mean, this is all, because I do think that the build-up is worth it, which I think might have influenced me giving it a higher number because I know that the next episode is a pretty good one. Yes. Mainly for, there are scenes in the next one, or at least like that are really good. A, a certain point of view that I have that I think are just way better than other ones in the next episode, which we'll we'll talk about that well, next week. I give this episode a three. Yes. Because I just just how I feel. It feels very like just mid. I need you know, to for me like it's fine. I like it, but it's not it's not the best Doctor Who has been. It's not the worst Doctor Who has been. It's 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 a three. It's a three. I don't have to explain that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yes. Because I gave the next time rating. I originally gave that a three, and then there is one part at the very end. I know which bit you're referring it to. Three point five for me. That's the thing that bumped it to a four point five for me. Ah. Which was the idea of real stakes. Yes. The uh, I could save the world but lose you, and he's over the table, and he looks serious, and you're like, oh mm. shit's about to go down it's next really episode, good. and it is. Like to to be fair, whilst this episode is like like you you I I don't think you can watch World War Three without watching Aliens of London. It's just not yeah, feasible. Uh, yeah. There's well, there's way too much. Obviously, you can with the previously at the beginning. It will it will fill you in on some of the general stuff. The actual writing and the the plan of the Slovene is genuinely a really good plan. Fabricating it is, the crash. It's a really the, really good plan. The and in, if the Doctor didn't interfere, I would I would I feel like he could safely say they would get away. They would have won. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it weren't for those meddling kids, done it. when it comes to to their plan, the idea of faking a crash and infiltrating over over time instead. And the idea that they yeah that they've been there already. Yeah, for at least a few weeks, maybe a few months. Yeah. Like, and they don't. I don't think they ever say how long they've been hiding around. I don't think they do. No, but that, not in that... this episode, at least. They might mention it next time, but like they don't say in this episode how long they've been on Earth for. Yeah, I mean that that plan is is written well and it's executed well, but this is just the beginning of that, and so you have to do the the planning and execution phase before you can get to the action phase, which is like part two of this. Yeah. Of one long story, I have given it four stars, but I think that. It, I don't know if you want to do this separately, which we can do, is rate the whole two-parter on its own no, yeah, we will together. That. Yeah, we'll do that. As how it is as one cohesive full story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next time rating you give... 3.5. And I give it a 4.5 yeah. for a similar reason, whereas I just... That last bit excites me. Yeah. Anything with real stakes, I'm like... Ooh, Ooh the consequences. And also I know that Rose has spoken to Harriet Jones and she... You know, Harriet Jones might not make it out alive. Yeah, that's what we're on the edge of our seats for. I could save the world, but lose you. Yeah. Harriet Jones. MP. For Flydale North. North. I have one final thought. Yes. Rose Tyler and the Doctor. Yeah. Right? So if you don't consider the Doctor's first name to be The, which I really don't. Yeah. If you put those initials next to each other, that's RTD. And I had that thought during this episode, and I was like, I don't know if he did that for that reason. <laughs> but I also wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it if he was like well, well, Rose well. Tyler and Doctor is, is, an RTD. Is, is RTD. I don't know. But that's my closing thought this week. <laughs> the weirdest thing I can think of. As ever, Tyrese. And that was Doctor Who Rewind, baby. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind, where we all have full stomachs. And child, <laughs> child's bladders. Oh, I don't feel so good. I, mean, I do, I feel fine. Shut up, Tyrese. Oh, we haven't got all the names of the Celine, do we? I don't want to have to try and do a Celine name. I have all of them. No! <laughs> <laughs> the most legit no! <laughs> <In> the- <laughs>
if you could you could soundbite that and put it in a game and no one there's gonna be such a tone shift between the episode we stopped for food oh and, and i'm coming back i'm beans in the chain i'm full of beans i'm full of beans oh god i wish you weren't <laughs> full of beans oh right you good <laughs> we're gonna just have food repeated on us this entire. So it was gonna be like, did you like the, did you like the bit where this is scene? Like we haven't been drinking. Same energy though. This is how we do it when we've had food. Imagine what it's gonna be like when we do this when we've had a drink. It's like weird. I'm like I know it's there. It's like it's like I'm hiding behind the couch of my stomach. You know, come out, I jumped. I was like ah.